Hey, hey, everybody. I figured maybe start the show off a little differently today with some guitar duel. How we doing? How, how was your holiday? Was it good? Did you get drunk? Did you make a fool out of yourself? Did you uh, maybe say something that wasn't too nice? Hell, maybe, maybe you held court and made everybody laugh and provided everybody with a great fucking time. And we're officially not safe for kids. 40 seconds in. Way to go. I'm Nate, and this is Nerdin' and Learning, episode 27. This is uh, November the 27th of 2018. It is four fucking 20, dude. Definitely not safe for, kid, for kids today. <sighs> Fuck yeah. I got my MCT oil with my coffee. And, and I'm certainly ready. I got my notes, and I, and I certainly have quite a bit that I want to, to go ahead and talk about. So let's get let's fuck fuck it. let's let's uh, let's get right to it because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, holidays was great. It was great to see my brother and his new wife. Their honeymoon went great. They traveled. They did wonderful things because he didn't waste his twenties and got a master's, and she has a master's as well. And they work very hard for what they have. So congratulations again to Matt and Kenzie Chan. Congratulations. Really happy uh, that you know I got to see him for a little bit on Thanksgiving. He went over to my uncle's. My wife and I weren't invited. That's another story in and of itself. And I'm going to fucking tell it right now. Uh, my uncle got my wife and I uh, like a, a week, like a deal on, on a weekend, you know, and 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 Carmel notoriously pretty expensive. I'm a broke ass student. So he didn't think to ask, Oh, what do you guys like? Instead, he just went ahead and, you know, did was, but I like, so I'm going to do it because, you know, a certain generate a, a type of person, the baby boomer type, you know, that doesn't really do research on things and isn't hip with the trends and what's trending, what's occurring and, and the intellectual and political landscape and the brick and mortar businesses. And just more importantly, what's going on in the world, uh, you know, what, is he going to ask what, what I like? Fuck no, dude. So I ended up, uh, uh, we, uh, Jordan had baby. Well, not, she didn't have baby. She's a nanny. And there was, you know, it, it was at the most inconvenient time, which was literally like the weekend we were getting ready to go, you know, made the call. Apparently it was my aunt. Let her know. Uh, she probably, telephone to my to my uncle and you know that game of telephone you never know what people say they don't relay what's going on some people just you know i don't know how people communicate and i'm not gonna judge their communication skill or i'm not you know what i'm just gonna move on <laughs> and so then she uh you know my uncle called me and i told him what was up and he didn't like what i had to say because i had told him well yeah there's a baby and you know they you know, it's a family, it's the job, and we were aware. So, unfortunately, you know, uh, we couldn't go, and that's fine. I wasn't really hot on the idea. It looks cool. There's weed stores. It looks like there's, uh, you know, some stand-up showcases now and again for comics that come through. So, there's homes for interesting ideas, but, I mean, it's certainly, you wouldn't catch me in there unless I was working, you know, doing a show. Not really my kind of place. It's more for people that you know are there for like cocktails and spending money frivolously and not giving a fuck. Again, I'm in college. I don't have money like that right now. 
I just picked up Bet DSI, so I'm I'm still working on getting good at this, right? <laughs> so uh, we went ahead and uh, you know stayed home. It was fine; I didn't mind. And I put my brother in on it, and he, he said, you know, he 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 said, yeah, I would have asked for if it was a gift for someone's wedding. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that that story. Uh, feel much better. Thanks for listening. Um, I got to see my stepsister, my stepbrother and stepbrother's great. Uh, you know, he's a young kid. He, he had some addiction problems in his early, early twenties. He overcame them. He works out a lot. So we, we get along and he, he likes comedy a lot. So we got to chat and, you know, make some funny jokes and whatnot. Uh, we caught the bears game. Uh, that was, and I'm glad I put money on the teams that I did. Because I'll talk about that in the want to bet segment. Uh, my stepmom was great. You know, it's, it you know, people were, it was, it was a lot of fun. Hung out till about shit. I don't know. Eight. Drank a lot of wine. I know that there was some damn good wine consumed. Had mimosas in the morning too. And hydrated when we came back. Cause we, we had to come back and prepare a dish here. So, Caught the game, hung out for a little bit, got back here at about one when, when about the game was over, and hydrated for show, and then you know smoked some more, and went ahead and why well, also brought weed with me. That's right. Fuck, maybe, maybe shouldn't have done that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we we ended up grabbing a beer at local barrel, and you know that last sip that you take, but you just you realize, oh fuck. I did not need that last sip. Next thing you know, there's hiccuping, and I I finally, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do it. So we get home, and it's like a a minute, maybe two-minute drive from downtown uh, from Uncle Barrel to the house. And Tony, I'll see you inside. She gets inside, and she hears off in the distance. Oh, that's better. And I come back in. <laughs> and then we proceed to drink some more, because why not? That was my Thanksgiving. And then we had Friendsgiving, which was a lot of fun. Shout out to my boy, uh, Joe. Love that kid. Really cool kid. Really, really inspired me to uh, maybe think a little differently. And because he's uh, he's indigenous to America. Uh, some people call him Native Americans, but that's stupid because that's not a thing that's culturally appropriating someone's culture and after we robbed them of the land seinfeld said something about about that on fallon and i'm really glad he did because that you know some people well it's a shitty attitude man no it's the truth bro maybe we can and address a a a truth that may be a little tough to swallow while also the warmth of the holidays right to start it off, if you will, because Hanukkah is starts on the second. Yeah, from December second to December tenth, I will certainly be glad to be uh, doing the holiday thing because I love the holidays. Holidays are always a blast, uh, especially with my, with my wife, because for some reason, I don't know. We we always make it fun. But we always find the funny. We always try to keep it interesting and, and more importantly, just kind of just really try to appreciate each other and, and replenish and promote good thought and, and good funny and try and get as much free funny out of our lives as possible. 
And don't get me wrong, we're happy to pay for, for funny as well. But I certainly really enjoyed the holiday season. Friendsgiving was a lot of fun. Got to hang out with a, a couple that's uh, newly newly married, the officiant of uh, my wedding, Mr. Matt Chapel and his wife, Devin Chapel. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. That was a great time because we uh, then went uh, went because uh, Joe and Seth left at about the same time, which is fine. Um, we're near the end of the night because it was a Saturday night. Guess what, kids? Tito uh, Nganu fought Francis Nganu fought uh, Curtis Blades, and that was congratulations to Francis Nganu. Um, I'm gonna do uh, congratulations mashed up with some sports stuff. See how it goes. Uh, congratulations definitely to uh, Francis Ngannou because I'm certainly happy to see him come off a two-streak loss, you know, to two losses in a row, train super hard and really earn his place, you know, because it's really easy to get, you know, let your ego get the best of you, you know, and it, it's, it was great to see him just dominate, you know, with that mean ground and pound. Some people are disagreeing about the stoppage. Uh, I, I have my own thoughts on it, but I don't feel like expressing them necessarily right now uh, because it, you know, the stop, there were stoppage, and it's it stopped. What are you going to do, argue? You're going to take it to trial? Come on, man. It was pretty convincing that Ngana was going to be able to capitalize and end the fight within that first round. Rather, uh, or, sorry, second round, excuse me. And the Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell fight, um, Is anyone surprised? Chuck Liddell is almost 50. He's 48, be 49 next year. He hasn't fought in a long time, hasn't kept up with, uh, with, uh, he's been training and whatnot, but I don't know, man. Tito, he, uh, Chuck ended up fighting like seven years, I think it is. I think that's the stats. Uh, pardon me if I'm, uh, giving misinformation. And Tito, you know, his last fight, you know, was Chael and he dominated. And he's, he's not in his prime, but for an old guy, you did great. So congratulations to Tito Ortiz. Yeah, well, welcome back to the winner's circle in MMA. You know, after losing to Chuck uh, twice in a row, you know, uh, and on, on the rematch, on the re-rematch, it's certain, sorry, re-re-rematch, it's certainly great to see a, a, a flawless performance. You know, say what you will if it shouldn't have happened or not, but, man, great job to Tito Ortiz. I'm really, uh, really happy about that. However, uh, the production, uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Some people call him Oscar. I like Coca. Uh, man, uh, it's you gotta tighten it up, bro. Tighten up your MMA uh, because it's. I don't know. Everyone's all saying the same thing. If more than what? What's the Chinese proverb? If more than seven people are saying the same same thing, it's true. It's true, buddy. Sorry. Uh, so definitely congrats to Tito Ortiz. Congrats to Francis Ngannou. Oh, and congratulations. A huge, this is probably uh, in science and tech news. Congratulations to um, uh, Insight, I think I think it is, on Mars. That's the, the uh, there's a Mars drone that is operating uh via remote uh, uh, NASA's insight uh, sends back stunning images as it settles into life on Mars. So it's essentially living on Mars. It's digging the crust, the, the, the crust of Mars. And that's the only time you'll, you'll hear me say crust is when I'm talking about a fucking planet because fuck bread. 
Uh, NASA's insights since, yeah, I read that already. Sorry, I apologize. I should have been more prepared. But there we go. Uh, NASA's latest spacecraft, um, uh, catching some rays. I'm looking at an image here. I apologize. Uh, recharging its batteries and taking stunning photos. So it's recharging via the, the powers of the suns uh, that, that, is, that you know, we can see from Mars. InSight, the robotic mining device that will eventually dig into the surface of of the red planet. What? Shut up. Sorry, I apologize, folks. Let me go ahead and kill this. I apologize. Um, uh, and the robotic mining device will eventually dig into the surface of the red planet, opened its solar panels on, on, on schedule. So uh, when it was on schedule, the command was received uh, on schedule Monday night about five hours after a flawless landing. NASA officials said in a press release, uh, the InSight team can rest a little easier tonight now that we know the spacecraft's solar arrays are deployed and recharging the batteries, said Tom Hoffman, InSight's project manager at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California, also home of the Ice House. Shout out to the Ice House Comedy Club. On Tuesday, InSight is scheduled to begin operations on the Martian surface and start deploying instruments. Fuck yes, congratulations. On the net on the over the next few days, Insight's mechanical arm will continue to take pictures of the surface JPL engineers on the surface JPL engineers can use to decide where to place the instruments. They will take a couple months to fully deploy. In the meantime, the craft is waiting for the dust to literally settle. Uh Insight's twin twin solar panels can each are each seven feet wide, making the vehicle as big as a 1960s convertible when they are open. Because that needs a lot of fucking power. According to NASA, the solar panels will provide 600 to 700 watts on a clear day. It's a lot of wattage. If, if you've ever grown anything in, indoors, you know that that's that's quite a bit of light. The solar uh, lumens, excuse me, lumens. The solar panels will provide 600 to 700 watts on a clear day, or the amount needed to power a human. Uh, sorry, to power a home blender, which is enough to operate the instruments. That's fucking cool. Because I have a great blender that I just used to make my coffee. Shout out to Sharp. <laughs> Mars has weaker sunlight than Earth because it's further from the sun. Uh, so huge bucket of win uh, for, uh, for uh, NASA. And I certainly want to go ahead and say thank you to everybody at NASA for all of your tireless hours on not just uh, research, but more importantly, really trying to be part of the solution and uh, not not part of the problem. And let me see. I want to check something real quick. Uh, certainly, uh, there's uh, some been some great NFL on lately. That's and that's certainly uh, one of the reasons that I'm I'm really trying to uh, focus up on my bet DSI. Uh, that take us uh, takes us seamlessly into want to bet. Um, who do you got for the week? What do you got going on? Where are your bets, kids? Place your bets. Hey, yo, get your bets here. Yeah, yo, come in. You got two points about a big? You want to put it on a parlay? You want to do a post bet? You want to do a prop bet? What do you want to do? How do you want to do this, kid? How many bet slips do you want? Huh? You want to do a teaser? You want to do an if bet, a reverse bet? What do you want? What do you want? Uh, so tonight, I certainly, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, to be doing this because bet DSI actually makes gambling. Well, not gambling. I mean, well, it's gambling. Don't be fooled kids. You're gambling. Uh, tonight. I want to go ahead and take a look here at the, 
uh, uh, ice hockey tonight. There is Blackhawks versus Golden Knights. I certainly got uh, Golden Knights for that one because, duh, uh, I believe. Let me go ahead and pull up my NHL app. Standings. I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. And as I speak right now, actually, Sharks and Sabers are playing. I think I might want to catch that game actually because Sharks aren't doing terribly this year. They're they're going to be making a uh, certainly this this campaign is they're they're really trying to fix all the problems so they can win that title because winning that title is not only how you keep your job but. You want to do at least once in your NHL career because your career may be cut short. You never know. Something bad could happen. You could get, you know, we've seen crazy things happen with knife shoes. You know, don't forget about that. They have knife knives attached to your shoes, dude. Uh, let's see. Perfect the standings. All right. Plowhead here, as the great Bill Burr says. Come on. A little faster. A little faster. Come on. Dead air. All right. Apparently not. Um, Want to bet? I, I certainly i am liking what the Golden Knights are doing. I wanted to put some money on on that on the uh, Want to Bet. Um, sorry. Want to Bet app. That's great. I wish I could design an app. Uh, Jesus. Take forever. Fuck, dude. Got to be more prepared. Should have already had this up. I apologize. Uh, let's see. In the division, per division. Let's see. I apologize. Oh, man, this is not going well. Um, that's been like a minute <laughs> of needing to wait on on NHL.com to actually work so I can do my show. Jeez. Come on, man. Um, all right. Here we go. Eastern division. Uh, let's go. Uh, uh, let's see. Pittsburgh is in sixth, and that's too bad because I really love Pittsburgh. They're going, they're kind of going through it right now. The Flyers are in dead last place, uh, and they're in their division, but they have ten wins, uh, eleven and eleven losses. So they have more wins than Jersey and Pittsburgh, and Jersey is in seventh. And there's it's still fairly early in the season. Don't be fooled, kids. Uh, that's what I forget about the hockey season. It's a really, really, really long season, and it. It may not go your way. It may, it may un- uh, unfortunately, some sometimes you just get screwed over, dude. It happens. Don't worry. Uh, let's see. Uh, I lost my bet last week on the Sharks, so I'm, I don't necessarily want to touch anything on them, and the bet's closed because they're already playing. So Vegas Golden Knights are in, in the Western Division. Uh, uh, they're in third in their division. And the Blackhawks, it looks like, yeah, they're in six. So I definitely suggest um, following, uh, place place your money on the Knights, uh, and that's tonight. So maybe what I should do is look ahead to the future and maybe move on from this segment because this needs to be more prepared, and it's not. So you heard it here, folks. You heard you heard you heard it here first. You know, I, not ever not every episode is great. Uh, let's see. All right. Fuck it. Move on. Um, but I definitely am going to be putting my money tonight. I'm going to be putting it on Golden Knights to win. And 
that's literally here in in a moment at five. And I think I'm only going to do one tonight. But uh, for football, I'll have to talk to you later about that one because you shouldn't linger too long on a segment. And that's trick of the trade, kids. Talk about your mistakes. That's what one of my podcast friends, you know, if it's not going well, maybe explain why it's not going well. And people will appreciate it. Uh, all right. So, uh, of course, we we all love our, our shows and our, our, our favorite books that, that we like reading. Uh, I definitely think that uh, The Walking Dead midseason break was great. Uh, uh, I definitely hope the Rick Grimes movies are, are really worth the payoff because man, we can tell a really damn good story and get a, the Clementine type that Telltale did so well with that we can hopefully get to, uh, you know, let Judith be a badass. Maybe even have Clementine run into Judith. But they did a six-year jump, so that is going to go ahead. That's the weirdest thing about the timeline because it's not there's not officially a canonical timeline necessarily released. So that's what I would like to see. Not... Uh, the the Walking Dead canon for the for all the uh, visual uh, not 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 graphic novel but for the shows I definitely like to see some more uh, just you know date it better I guess figure it out come on AMC you have such a really cool way to tell a a, a world that's so well built with Fear the Walking Dead and uh, Telltale's Walking Dead but Skybound thank you to Robert Kirkman's company. Uh, they're gonna be go. They're gonna go ahead and save, uh, save, The Walking Dead and fin- and uh, Telltale's Walking Dead, and they're hiring back people that want to work on the project over at Skybound. So uh, thank you to Robert Kirkman. Uh, we finished uh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and the, and a bunch of other people that are that are great comics and, and great performers. Uh, Big Mouth Netflix's Big Mouth. And my God, man, season two was, I love how they're trying to tell so many, a lot of stories, but they're, they're doing it really successfully at once because the through line is hormones do a lot of crazy things to kids. And that's kind of like, like instead of the quantum realm, you know, how the MCU is really heavily relying on it. Maybe, I don't know. The fault might change everything. We'll see. Spoiler alert. Um, but it's like the hormone realm, and that's kind of that's that was a great idea that I really appreciated to explore because you know kids going through depression and whatnot, man, you got to really tell some some stories in order in order to, uh, well, not not just stories but honest stories, personal stories, and some of those narratives. I don't want to spoil it because you definitely check it out for yourself. Uh, those narratives that. Netflix is allowing and so what you can do with some of the content that's being developed and created my fucking god man woo <laughs> it's pretty uh, it's pretty intense I'm I'm definitely uh, uh, surprised and glad to see that there are indeed uh, brave people in show business that are willing to try and really really help uh, not not necessarily with um, not with uh, I don't want to say uh, contributing to you know the, the the culture that is maybe trying to redefine what it is to be someone that thinks and, and group think and all that but maybe you could just kind of just be honest about it and 
maybe these fictionalized kids can actually inspire people. So thank you again to Netflix yet again uh, for net to Netflix and thank you for, to everybody over there at big mouth. I'm really, really, really glad you, you uh, worked very hard on that property. So thanks again. And uh, we're watching, we're rewatching uh, agents of shield season five because I want to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a great season and it's, it's not one. I've only seen it once. And if you're and you know, a huge Marvel cinematic universe nerd, then, uh, there's a lot of Easter eggs here and there that, you know, maybe Jed Whedon and uh, Mar- uh, Marissa Tosharone are kind of on to something. They are married. You know, and it, it's cool to see the formulas that Jeff Loeb uh, and his partner, uh, Jeff Bell, I believe, uh, that's that, that executive producers, they really are give a lot of freedom and a lot of really cool nods to the 616 universe, which is the... Uh, Marvel comic universe because there is a difference. So uh, that's what we're, that's what uh, I, I've been trying to get get ahead on those, and I'm glad because now they're out of the way. And uh, I'm going to wrap this this episode up uh, talking about uh, podcasts. Uh, oh wait, no, I need to do movies. <laughs> uh, I really want to go ahead and just uh, brush up on a uh, necessary. Uh, Today, uh, Joe Rogan had on Jeff Ross and um, David Tell, legends in stand-up and comedy podcasting. And Jeff Ross is Roast Master General, and they were talking about the shows that they have, uh, like a mini series coming out and on Netflix. And it sounds really funny because they took the idea of a variety show and just kind of quantified it in the clubs. And with uh, with the renaissance of comedy that three hours went by really quick and it was very interesting because I ended up training really hard. I went for a run in this rain that we're having here in the North Bay and it felt so good to just kind of just listen to dudes talk that are really qualified to just share ideas because there is certainly a a few, uh, a few topics that they unpacked pretty really, really well without, you know, the, the sadness they talk about nine 11 at one point, for maybe about 10 minutes and it, it was a very honest telling and uh, i really want to say thanks uh to everyone involved uh jamie vernon of course young jamie as producer and audio engineer you're doing great buddy uh that that episode was great and andrew santino's podcast whiskey ginger man i'm, I'm really excited and, and uh i reached out to him on instagram and it was really cool because he appreciated what i had to say so you know meet, you can meet your heroes just why not just instead of a hero? Why not just have them be a not necessarily a peer, but a good pillar of influence, necessarily. Um, all right, now we can move on to uh, movies because over the holidays, you know, it's it's very incredibly important to stay up on what you know what's going on, so you can discuss intellectual properties and maybe do a little more with it. Um, we have not seen Ralph breaks the internet yet. Uh, I have not seen Bubblebee yet because not out yet. Uh, I haven't seen the Grinch yet. Need to, but it's more for Christmas, and I and, and I think it's definitely in time. Uh, Creed two, need to see that. Uh, I definitely suggest it. We saw Robin Hood, and I gotta say, I liked it. I don't, I don't. 
it it kind of it was a box office flop, but I, uh, sorry, theater flop. But I think it'll clean up in the box office because there it was in developmental hell for quite a while and a ton of reshoots. But I gotta say, uh, Jamie Foxx really got to act. He stole a lot of fucking scenes, and uh, Taron Egerton did a great job as Robin Hood because Robin Hood is a you know he's a veteran. And they got to tell a, a, a narrative where Robin Hood's really young. You know, he's just a kid. And the 90s Robin Hood film that uh, you might remember with Viggo Mort- uh, Mortensen, uh, uh, Kevin Costner and Morgan Freeman, you know, uh, they, they, they address Satanism and the occult. They didn't really do that in this one, which is probably wise because they're trying to focus more on the Crusades and how during the time, uh, there, there was uh, the, the time period that Robin has always said, and there was a lot of war going on, and maybe it'd be better to explore and try and world build in a, in a, in a capacity that's smart without getting ahead of yourself. And the director, Otto Bathurst, I think he did a great job. And, you know, given, you know, don't get me wrong, you're not always going to do a great job, but I enjoyed it from the start. You know, it was a 105-minute romp with... Uh, you know, uh, a, a, a well-diverse cast. Uh, Paul Anderson as Guy of Gisborne, Jamie Dornan, uh, Will 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 Tim, uh, Tillman, uh, Tim Meachin. Fucking love Tim Tim Meachin as Friar Tuck, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn as Sheriff Nottingham. And the Cardinal was. It was nice to see this gentleman, uh, F um, F Murray Abraham, as Cardinal. So it's definitely, uh, you know, go see it. Don't talk shit. Don't expect too much because it's actually, it's pretty thoughtful. It's, if you're a veteran, you might be able, to, you might be able to appreciate what's occurring, especially in the beginning. Oh my god, fucking brutal. Uh, we need to see widows and Green Book. I'm definitely and its family. I'm cer- I have certainly a lot on my plate with uh, the new movies, and I finished uh, the that Harry Potter book. Uh, not Crimes of Grumpy Balls. Um, uh, uh, the one where with Delphini, Delphi, uh, shit, Harry Potter and Chris Trout. I'll do a review on that on the Patreon. I don't want to do that here because you should pay for it. <laughs> and I'm um, continuing on uh, further down the road with Kingdom of Fear because it's a damn good read, and Hunter Thompson just knows how to uh, tell a story. I'll tell you that much. And let me go ahead and close the story with a close close story. Sorry, close the show uh, with some bad news. Uh, GM plant closing its layoffs indicate a cooling in the U.S. economy. Uh, General Motors' decision to close five plants and lay tens of thousands of workers in the U.S. and Canada is another warning sign that the mainly healthy for the mainly healthy U.S. economy. GM's bid cut $6 billion in yearly costs and focus on making larger SUVs instead of sedans signal that the largest U.S. automaker is taking steps to gird itself before an economic downturn forces its hand. I'm sure you've seen articles. You can do the research on your own. But this struck me as uh, something that's trending in a, in, a, in a greater capacity if you were to try to and rank news and the goings on in the world because clearly the caravan that's terrible you know the better life is a better life is a dream anywhere 
So if you can go to a place where a better dream can happen by whatever means necessary, I mean, do your thing. But, you know, don't be fooled. It may not be necessarily as, you know, that dream may, the work may be a little daunting. And uh, this this whole event with the GM laying off tens of thousands of people, it makes me realize why new new think and new media is more prevalent than ever because podcast, you know, one really great podcast network breeds hundreds and hundreds of jobs and, you know, coding and programming, there's social media specialists, there's all kinds of specialists needed in tradespeople that you don't need to go to a four-year school anymore. So, yeah, life is going to not be too great for a while. But the, like I've been saying, the snap changed everything because there's so many ways to get a job now that you can be your own boss. You can teach, you can self-teach yourself something and still earn a certificate that industries will recognize and really appreciate that you worked that hard after going through that and get the job. Don't get me wrong. There's ageism, there's nepotism, and there's a whole lot of competition. But I think when there's events that um, that are also at the same time companion to great opportunity. I mean, I, call me silly for quoting a film, but and that film up in the air, there's the dialogue, every great leader or person in power was where you are right now. And that, you know, people throughout time, have been fired from their job and been, you know, either assigned a new one, found a new one, or still made stuff happen to take care of business. And I think that's the most endearing facet of the indomitable human spirit is that we can all be capable of truly great things, even when the worst of it is occurring. And uh, I do want to pay my respects to an individual that I, I, I saw this morning in class. Uh, but I grew up on SpongeBob. And I mean, I can quote a lot of SpongeBob episodes, which is, I mean, say what you will, but Nickelodeon has been a polarizing figure in my life for a long time. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender brought to you by. Um, Mike DiMartino and Brian uh, Konietzko, uh, that is where they found hope. And SpongeBob SquarePants creator Steven Hillenburg uh, unfortunately passed at 57. And it's too bad how, how, how he went because that, you know, that's, that's too bad, man. Um, he, uh, he was battling ALS also known as Lou Gehrig's disease in March. And he announced that he had been diagnosed with the neurodegenerative disease. And we, uh, Nickelodeon went on to make a statement. We are incredibly saddened by the news that Steve Hillenberg has passed away following a battle with ALS. He has, he was a beloved friend and longtime creative partner to everyone at Nickelodeon and our hearts go out to, to his entire family. The network said in a statement. And uh, my, my own thoughts on this. Well, it's, you can ask anybody in, in the modern world and they know SpongeBob. 
And when you develop an IP that is literally timeless, look at Stan Lee, you know, where we're losing individuals that are super great and have developed so much great intellectual property, whether you're comics, book writers, uh, any kind of show business entertainment, you know, there's quite a few individuals that we've lost this year. However, uh, we're going to be gaining, um, don't wrong. I want to diminish the loss, but people are going to realize, oh, so there's going to be a lot of people that are going to work really, really hard now, because if if you can you know develop something that that's really cool and is more or less timeless, you're going to have an audience throughout history, and I really think uh, when an individual like Stephen Hillenburg passes um it's gonna and and just shortly after you know another polarizing figure the great late stan lee um it's gonna make it real clear that we need to appreciate not just the people that are around us this holiday season but what makes us the people that we are by paying tribute to the arts the crafts you know uh, the content the development and the uniqueness of people's wonderful ideas uh, we definitely need to be more aware of that this holiday season. And that's the episode, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, sorry about that bad bit with the uh, bet DSI trying to figure that out. That won't happen again. I apologize. Uh, I've been Nate. You've been great. Thanks for nerding and learning with me. <laughs>